Got me all worked up here. Amen. Um, uh, Exodus chapter 3. And um, <clears throat> actually, I'm just going to do uh, three verses today. And look what it says. It says, now when Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, which is Sinai, by the way. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire. Yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now to see this marvelous sight why the bush is not burnt up. I'm actually going to deal with the two verses. Amen. I want to talk about this morning face to face part four when God calls. When God calls. No matter what we may think about life and even what you're doing in life, you have to remind yourself that God created you for a purpose. Each and every one of us, we have a purpose. But not only do we have a purpose, but we have a calling. We have what I call a divine calling. Paul had a calling. But if you were to meet Paul at the earlier part of his life, you would say there's no way that he was called. Matthew, the tax collector, had a calling. But yet he did not know that he had a calling until he encountered Jesus. Abraham followed his daddy. Amen. And Abraham had a calling, and Bible says that it was after his father died, and we're going to get to Abraham in this study, that God called him to do something for him. Can you imagine that the God of the universe would call ordinary people like us? Do you believe in your heart today that God is still calling people to do extraordinary things on this earth. Do you believe that God can take someone, the, the person that you least would expect, come on somebody, and use them to do great things for his glory? Even if you don't see it today. You have to pay close attention to your life because your life tells a story. Your life and the pages in your book, amen, tells a story of what God wants to do with your life. We continue with Moses today and we find that here in chapter 3, we find from, from Moses' childhood, to his growing up, to, his, to him becoming a criminal, to him being on the run, a fugitive, 
we find that when we get to chapter 3, somebody thought it was over. But tell your neighbor, it ain't over until God says it's over. Moses had settled into his life. He is 80 years old now. And here he is on the other side of the mountain, on the west side. He came from the east side, but he, but God took him to the west side. And God wanted him to develop in this place. Place, amen, because God needed to take out of Abraham some things that he did not want if he was going to be used as the deliverer of Israel. At that time, he didn't know he would become the deliverer. At that time, he thought his life had, this was it for him. He was just a shepherd. Imagine that. He had settled in to what he was doing, but God had a calling on his life. Do I have anybody? I believe a lot of us miss that sometimes. And you can't mess up your calling. If God has something for you to do, eventually, whether you come kicking, screaming, or you just come peacefully, eventually you will do what God has called you to do. Do I have anybody? You see, what God was doing with Moses, he was taking out of him that one thing that we all have, it's called ambition. Pride. Amen. He was taking some things out of him and he was developing him to become the deliverer of Israel. He had no clue. That God had his hands and his eyes on him. It's interesting to me because oftentimes we think that God doesn't know or he doesn't see. But can I tell you something? God knows and he sees. And whatever's in darkness will come to light. Whatever we're running from, we'll run into eventually. Come on somebody. And imagine that your purpose has always been in front of you, but you never knew it. Imagine that the very thing that you're running from is the very thing that God is calling you to do. You never thought it would be you, didn't you? you you've been rejected. Uh, you, you may have been on the run. Uh, you may, be, may have been on a roller coaster in this life. But every details of your life is important. Everything about you, everything that you've been through up to this point was because God was trying to get you to acknowledge that he has a bigger purpose for your life. Are you with me? So what happens when God calls? Let's look at it. Verse 1 of chapter 3 says, Now when Moses was pastoring the flock, so, so here's the thing about Moses. Moses grew up in a palace. He didn't know anything about caring for anybody. You know, people say they, ran, they run from their calling, you know, as pastor. I didn't run from my calling as pastor. I had no clue what I was doing. But guess what? <laughs> I know I wasn't going to run from it. 
And as I learned over the years, God taught me as I was learning in my earlier, earlier stages of pastoring, he taught me how to care for people. You see, what God does in your calling is he prepares you. But the pre-plan is there and then the purpose is there and then you have to proceed with the what he has called you to do. The text says he was pastoring the flock of Jethro. He was taking care of somebody else's sheep. I wish I had somebody. Did not know that God was teaching him how to lead, how to feed, how to care, and how to rescue. Tell your neighbor, God is developing me. You may not see it right now, but God is developing you for his glory. Problem is, we live in a microwave society. Where we want it now. We want to see it happen now. So here's the thing. When God's, when God calls, first thing I see here is with Moses is by his divine timing. Tell your neighbor, timing is everything. Timing is everything, y'all. Can I tell you, I've been struggling for years. Seven years I've been struggling, y'all. I've been trying to write my memoir. I've been trying for seven years to write a book about my conversion. About how God took a wretch like me. Come on and help me somebody. And how he transformed my life. And I'm struggling with this memoir. I'm struggling getting it together. And then all of a sudden the Lord said, that ain't what I want you to do. As a matter of fact, that that was never what I wanted you to do at first. But you insisted on going down. Come on and help me somebody. Tell your neighbor, timing is everything. And so the Lord has allowed me to write a book, which will be out on Father's Day, by the way. It will be, it's published. We got a copyright. Everything is done. It'll be published on, it'll be here on Father's Day. Watch this, watch this. But it, it's not about my conversion. It's about prayer. And look at the condition of our country. And look at the condition of the pulpit today. The book is about praying for pastors. Because they desperately need prayer. And I'm saying to myself, I said, Lord, I don't understand. He says, my timing, Derek. It's not your time, it's my time. And, and the crazy thing about Moses' time, you got to back up to verse 23 of chapter 1, chapter 2. Watch it. Now, it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died. Tell you they were timing. Watch this. So Moses' bounty that was on his head erased. Come on, somebody. This is a, this is a illustration, you ready? You ready? Of atonement, of justification. The fact that when Pharaoh died, he was declared innocent. Lord have mercy. Well, I know somebody else that died. Y'all going to pray with me this morning or what? What are we doing? 
Yeah, I feel it this morning. I t- I, watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch the text. Israel, watch this. The text says, and, and the sons of Israel sighed because of the what? Tell your neighbor, timing. Bondage. And what did they do, y'all? They cried out. Tell your neighbor, timing. And they, and watch it. And they cried to help for help because of their bondage rose up to who? To God. And look at verse 24. So God, they're groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verse 25. And God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them. Can I help somebody with something? Don't stop crying out. Don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking. Don't stop. God will take notice of you. And so in God's perfect timing, in His divine timing, what did He do in verse 3? Chapter 3, verse 1. The text says, Moses now is out here pastoring the flock of his father-in-law. You see that? Watch this. Paul had his moment on Damascus. You see, the text says, watch what the text says. The text says that he was on the what side? Okay. So everywhere in scripture, Eden was on the west, on the east side. Egypt was on the east side. Whenever you see east in the Bible, it's symbolic of sin, rebellion, ungodliness, and judgment, and temptation. The east side. Watch this. God had to take Moses from the east side. To bring him to the west side. Now let me tell you what the west side represents. You ready? Righteousness. Obedience. Holiness. Salvation. And so what God did. Is he had to take Moses. Put him on the west side. So that he can not only save him. But prepare him. To be the deliverer of Israel. Tell your neighbor that is divine timing. You better wait on the Lord. You better wait on him. And when God is ready, you'll know. Because he's going to show up right on time. Do I have anybody? Can I tell you something? That mountain of Horeb. Imagine being in the same place. For 40 years. In the same place. Is where he will receive the 10 commandments. Because he's coming back around. To Horeb which is Sinai. Eventually. To receive the word from God. Tell your neighbor divine timing. Timing. I used to 
get up on Sunday morning discouraged coming to church. Little small building. Saying to God, God, I've been faithful to you. I've been praying and I've been asking and God, nobody wants to come and nobody wants to listen. And I went through that little stages in my pastoring, but I thank God that I never gave up. I thank God that I stayed the course. I thank God that I didn't understand then what I know now. I know that he moved me from the east side to the west side. I'm going to say one more time. He moved me from the east side to the west side. Do I have a witness? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, somebody. And then and then, then the text says, text says, amen, verse 2, the angel of the Lord. The who? Let me show you something. You be on the job. And all of a sudden the Lord going to send somebody. <laughs> Talking to you about stuff that only you know. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. When God calls it's by his divine timing. But also when God calls it's by a divine messenger. And don't be surprised who, listen, you may want this preacher. But God said, this the preacher I'm going to send in your life to give you the message. See, here's the thing. With God's call, you don't get to choose. I didn't get to choose Mount Gilead. God chose that for me. And when I walked through those doors 20-something years ago, I gave my heart to Jesus. And I got a message from him. And I thank God that the gospel proves that it's real. Are you with me? Today we got too many choices. Folk want to pick and choose. They want to YouTube their preacher. They want to YouTube their messenger. But God is sending you a word today. And he says, listen... I will show up with a word. Text says an angel. That's that word messenger. But notice the text says the angel of the Lord. So do you know who this is? Do y'all want to know who this is? Jesus himself. There's Elohim and there's Yahweh. And the angel of the Lord is Jesus. And Jesus showed up. To Moses. The text says he appeared to him. Hallelujah. Imagine that God had been silent for 40 years to Moses. But he was orchestrating. And he was moving and he was shifting. And he was putting things in its right place. See, I believe God doesn't need us. But God's got to get us to a place where he can use us. Oh, I know your past may look like a mess. But your past ain't got nothing to do with your future. Because when God shows up with a message, you better pay attention. Because I remember when I rejected the message and the messenger... Oh, I wish I had somebody. I lost my ever-loving mind. But I thank God that he got my attention. 
Are y'all with me? I'm going to preach by myself. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch the text. I'm about to go. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says that the Lord appeared to him in a what? In a blazing. Now, here's the thing. So we have Jesus. What does fire, what is fire symbolic of in the Bible? Huh? The Holy Spirit. Y'all ain't hear me. Watch this. But also the word of God. Fire, Jeremiah says, shut up in my bones. There's something about preaching that changes your life. There's something about expository preaching that just gets down on the inside of you. And it makes you want to read more. Makes you want to study more. Makes you want to know more about God. But when God calls you, the next thing he does, he does it by special revelation. And what we call special revelation is the word of God. You see, fire came, and he's looking at this bush, and it's, it, he's trying to figure out what's going on. You see, here's what happens when, a, when God is calling a man. All of a sudden, a woman or a child, he, he starts feeling something on the inside of him. He, he gets this, this, this desire to want to know more. This appetite, this well of water starts springing up inside of you where you start saying, oh man, I need to know more. I want to know more. God showed up. Hey. And and, and can I help you with something? What else do we need to understand that God is calling us? We have the Holy Spirit who the Bible says will Guide us into all truth. You see, everyone's call is universal. But, 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 but here's the thing. There are some of us who are called to a special purpose. And I want to say to somebody here today, you better not count yourself out. Because God has a purpose for your life. God is going to take you and he's going to transform you. But how he's going to do that, he's going to do it through his word. Do I have anybody? Paul had a blinding light. Come on, somebody. Moses had a burning bush. Here's a man who had a rough life. From birth, he was rescued. Come on, somebody. Because they were trying to kill him. Can I help you with something? When you look at the pages of your life, you'll see every instance that Satan has tried to destroy you. But he didn't succeed. He didn't win. God has been keeping you for a time like this. Do I have anybody? And he will order your steps. He'll order your stops. And he will take you to where you need to be. Do I have anybody? So God calls. When he calls, he calls by divine timing. By divine messenger. By special revelation you got to understand that can you imagine looking at this bush 
burning with fire. And the text says, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. Yet, the bush was not consumed. Now, I got a sneaky suspicion in my sanctified imagination that uh, Moses must have said, man, that weed was good. (laughs) Them gummies were good. Maybe I got a hangover. Maybe it was the liquor. But I don't think... That's what Moses was going through. Because as he was looking, it was, tell your neighbor, special revelation. But I want to help somebody here today because I'm going to leave you right here. Because this is an important point for you. When God calls, it is going to be by a divine interruption. And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. Your life has been interrupted. Your life, hallelujah, has been in God's making. But God had to get your attention. And so what he decided to do is send you a divine messenger. Hey, at the right time. Do I have a witness here today? Because without the interruption, you would be living your life just the way you're living it now. But thank God for the divine interruption. Do I have a witness here this morning? Somebody here this morning can testify. I've had a divine interruption and my life is not the same do you know what I'm talking about a God who can step out of nothing into something and turn your life around do you know him today have you tried him this morning is he alright say yeah say yeah yeah when God calls You're going to come to church. You're going to worship him. You're going to give to him. You're going to live for him. One of these old days, you'll realize that it was God who was calling you. All the while, you were running from him. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. I have a shirt. That has my initials on it. And on this shirt. The reason it has my initials on it. Is because it was custom made for me. I wish I had somebody. Now now, now I do have some shirts. That come off the rack. And a lot of folks can possibly claim that that's their shirt. But not the one. That got my name on it. When someone is custom made. It means. When something is custom made. It means that. 
It's fitted to your uniqueness. Your calling is unique. Your timing is unique. Listen, it's been crafted with you in mind. That means that it's not for everyone else to wear. We are all unique. We are all custom made. There's no reason to try to be someone else when you cannot be someone else. You got to live the life that God has created. Why settle for off the rack living when there's an identity in you, in Christ, that God has called you to live? Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. To his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To his holy name. Give God a hand clap of praise. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Right there. Right there. There it is. There it is. There it is. Right there. When God calls. Can I tell you, I wrestled with this message all week. I said, no, that points ain't right. No, you know, I go through all kinds of stuff when I'm preparing. And this morning, the Lord said, leave that alone. I sent the divine messenger by special revelation. And this is what my people need. Somebody here today there's a divine interruption that's going on in you. Now, next week we'll see what happens to Moses. But I need to ask you a question today. Is God calling you to a different life? Listen, you can't fix it. God used all the natural means. Can you imagine teaching this man how to pastor a flock? Animals. You think your job is an accident? God is probably teaching you something there for a greater purpose. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I listen, you, you cannot fight with God. You can't fight what he's calling you to do. And maybe that's why you feel so unsatisfied. And so if you're here today and you want prayer. Pastor, I need prayer this morning. There's a divine interruption that's going on inside of me. It's almost like a struggle. I said to the men in our men's locker room, I said, as men, we fight God. We wrestle with God. Why? Why do we wrestle with God so much? Jacob wrestled with God till daybreak. But here's what he said. He says, I ain't letting go till you bless me. If I'm going to come out with a limp, I need a blessing with that limp. And can I say to somebody here today, you don't want to come out with a limp. So why you can?
Would you come to Jesus today?